Hello, I'm Dr. Jesse L. Grice, founder and uh, senior pastor of Truvine Baptist Church. It's my heart as we welcome you. I welcome you, and I praise God uh, that you will get something from it and bless your life. And in Jesus' name, we love you. Honor and praise. We come to worship him this morning and how we thank God. Please remain standing for just another few moments. Let's pray together. Father, thank you that our Savior has risen from the dead. Thank you, Father, for all that you're doing even right now. Thank you that thy spirit is moving in this place to touch each of our hearts and our minds. Draw us closer, O God. We bless you, we praise you. That one that may not know you today as a Savior, a risen Savior, Father, touch them that they may come and ask Christ to save them. Bless, O oh God, those who are saved, maybe going through some difficulties, maybe don't have a church home, but bless them, O oh God, that they have one today if they choose. We love you, we praise you, we thank you. Now, O oh God, hide me behind the cross that I might not be seen, but that Jesus might be seen. Father, we be careful to give you the praise. We in all the glory in Jesus' name. And all said amen. 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 Praise God. I'm not coming from Matthew 28 as our brother saying, but I'm coming from Mark 16, verses 1 through 8, the same story. So if you'd be kind to turn to Mark and your electronic device or your Bible that you have in your hand, Mark 16, verses 1 through 8. Let me know that you're at Mark 16, verse 1, by saying amen. amen. Others still may be turning. If you don't have your Bible or your electronic device, lean over on your seatmate's shoulder and just tell them I'm just going to watch the, look at the Bible. Mark 16, 1 says, When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, bought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb. And they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. And as they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. And there you will see him just as he told you. Verse 8. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. May the Lord add a rich blessing to the reading and hearing and doing of his holy word. You may take your seats. Good morning. Good resurrection morning. Church family, friends, relatives, associates, and neighbors, and all of our guests, happy resurrection day. And welcome to our first of two worship services. 
We are glad you're here online and in person. Just want you to know that it's only been a week if you're looking at your scripture and begin to think about this time that Jesus was crucified and then was risen from the grave. It's only been a week since the Savior rode triumphantly into Jerusalem. And it was the very last time that that would happen. And as the multitude of people that surrounded him during that time, they laid palm branches, hence Palm Sunday, on the road. And they shouted, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. But by weeks in, he was arrested, tried, found guilty, and sentenced to die by crucifixion on the cross out at Calvary. But three days he lay there dead. But Jesus was raised from the dead by God the Father, and the story of victory continues in our text. You see, dear friends, the Gospel of Matthew, as our brother just shared in our team, 828 reads this way. So they, the women, went out quickly from the tomb which you fear, I'm sorry, with fear and great joy, and ran to bring his disciples' word. It happened on a fateful Friday. That's why we have Good Friday. And Jesus of Nazareth was crucified on a hill called Calvary. I don't know about you, but when Christ comes into your life, there's certain kind of excitement that fills your soul, especially on the first Sunday, especially every Sunday, and especially Resurrection Sunday. I looked among you today and looked at some of you like, well, okay, what's going on? That's all good. But you know, when Christ lives in you, there's a difference in your life. You may have walked in feeling pretty bad or whatever it may have been, but I'm telling you the moment that you did walk in and God began to move in your heart and you began to feel all warm all over again because Christ is not only near, he's in us. And what had he done? What had Christ done to deserve crucifixion? It was the only way that there of a capital punishment in those days. Why did he do that? Isaiah proclaims that he was despised and rejected of men. Just as today, people despise the name of Jesus. Those of you that know the Lord and you may have tried to share Christ with someone, you get all kinds of responses. One of the responses that we may get, I know that I have, that they seem to step back in their karate stance. Now, you can talk about God, the word God, all you want to, and you won't have too much problem. But you mentioned Jesus. And that's going to be an issue. That's going to be something happening. There's going to be some things moving. And I pray there won't be no furniture moving. You just pray for them and move on. But instead of being rejected, he should have been praised. We had this song this morning just really touched our hearts. And it says, praise is what I do. And sometimes, we just, you know, those of you that kind of, you know, kind of back in the day, you know, play my jam, y'all with me? My song. You, you want to tell them, that would you do that two, three more times? Why? Because it has such meaning for you, and you just love it. 
and the praise man and the team are just singing their hearts out, and God is moving by his spirit. You just want to say, play my jam just one more time. Instead of being rejected as they did him, they should have, been, they should have praised him for healing the sick. They should have blessed him from healing folks of dreaded disease and repairing broken hearts and opening the eyes of the blind. He opened the ears of the deaf and loosed the tongue of those who were speechless. And he graciously shared the good news of the kingdom of God to all around him. And they still rejected him. And people today rejected him. Why? There are all kinds of reasons why, but one, they just don't want to hear it. But I'm so glad that there was, that is a resurrection son. I'm glad for me that I was resurrected one day. And Jesus did it for me. Mark begins his description on that fatal morning as the women took a long walk toward the tomb that held their beloved Jesus. The events of the last two days were still fresh in their minds. They couldn't get over his crucifixion. They couldn't get over his death. They were grieving their beloved Lord is dead, but oh, they were in for a surprise. They couldn't bring themselves to believe that the Savior had died. Sundown Saturday at the end of the Sabbath marked the close of that Sabbath, and as these women began collecting spices, linen cloths, and perfumes to anoint the body of the Lord, they got up early in the morning. Some of us this morning, we didn't want to get up, did we? But Jesus got up. He got up out of the grave and declared that all power was given unto him in heaven and in earth. But the ladies, they, they got there early. And one of the women who had the presence of mind as she was looking around and said in verse 3, Who will roll the stone away for us? Can you imagine you're going to the tomb and there's this huge stone that they knew in their time that is over the tomb to keep the sin away, keep the animals and all of that. And, and they're concerned about how in the world we're going to move this big old tomb. Um, this big old stone that covers the tomb. But you know, God is somebody special. He had already anticipated their dilemma. And he provided a solution. Did you not know that God's one of his names is Jehovah Jireh? Our provider. He provides for us all the time. Sometimes we don't even recognize it, but he still provides. In verse 4, but when they looked up, they saw that the stone which was very large, had been rolled away. I mean, and I saw that, I'm, I would say, oh, praise God. I don't know what the, what the women said, but I would say, oh, praise the Lord. We don't have to worry about it. God's already worked it out. Much to their surprise, the women entered the outer room that led to the burial chamber. They were taken aback to find someone alive. You too would be kind of upset. Walking to the graveyard. Nobody's there, then somebody's there who's alive, but everybody else is dead. But they weren't deterred. They, they kept going. They kept going because they came there for a real reason. Much of their surprise as the women entered the outer room that led the, to the burial chamber, they were taken aback to find someone alive. And as they entered in verse 5, they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed uh, in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Luke and John mentioned two angels, and Mark just mentions one. There's no mistake. They were not expecting to see anyone, especially anyone who was alive in the tomb. 
that had business. They came to anoint their Savior. They came to bring spices and, and, and perfumes and so on to do what they wanted to do for the Lord. Who wouldn't be alarmed and shocked and scared? The angel, the young man, said to them, don't be alarmed in verse 6. He said, you're looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. We've already heard many times his response. He has risen. He's not here. See the place where they laid him. Consumed with their grief, the women, they, they were startled when greeted by the angel who asked him, why do you seek the living among the dead? You know, that's one thing that's special when we come to worship together, that it's alive. When we ourselves may be dead, but we come into the place of God and it is alive by the Spirit. And those of us that are alive with him, we can't help but to clap our hands or stomp our feet or to move our bodies in certain ways to give glory and praise to God. And some of you don't even get it. Am I being fussy? Yeah, I'm being fussy because God, someone said already, has been too good. God has blessed us so much and has been so good. At least on his goodness, we ought to stand and praise him. At least on his goodness, we ought to give him glory. Especially on resurrection. And we ought to say, thank you. I may not be where I ought to be or should be, but I thank you that you blessed me to wake up this morning. You didn't have to. In my own way of getting up, I set the alarm, but I knew that it was, I was going to be up before the alarm. But I also knew that God would wake me up because I had things I had to do. I had to get here and be ready to preach. So I, I wanted to be, I wanted to be ready. I, though I may have wiped the tears or wiped the, and my eyes from the sleep from my eyes, I, I knew, I felt the, the movement of God in me to get up. It's time to go. Why do you look for the living among the dead? He's not here. He has risen, like he said. And hurriedly, the women left the tomb, frightened and confused. The angel knew whom they saw. They saw Jesus. That was in the text. He knew Jesus had been crucified. He's an angel from God. He already knew that. He answered the question of location. He's not here. He's risen. The angel of God had given them some good news. My friends, I want to tell you something today that is good news. That if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, he's already given you the good news. The good news that he's alive right now. The Bible declares that he's standing on the right side of glory. And all we have to do as sinners in this world is say, Lord, I need you in my life. All you have to do is say, Lord, I want you in my life. Not that I need you. Yes, I need you, but I want you in my life. We're all going to have to come to that decision. Either you do it or you do not. But let me tell you just a little bit if you do not. The Bible declares in the book of Hebrews that is appointed once unto man to die and then the judgment. If you're with a sin in your life and not have Christ, judgment is working for you to you on the other side. The child of God, there is no judgment. We will stand before God. The Bible says in judgment is not judgment like he's judging sinful people. But is in, not, is in giving a, a, a reward to those of us that follow him. This is after we leave the earth. But while we're on the earth, God still blesses us. 
God shall answer that prayer. Anybody can witness to that? God touch your hurts and God can move the tears from your eyes. God can massage your heart that it began to act right again. Can I get a witness? He's still good and he's still working on all of our behalf. Can you imagine that you don't, wouldn't have the opportunity to go to heaven? I, I can't even think about that. I'm going. You may ask me why, preacher, how do you know? I know, like it used to say in, in Sunday school, because the Bible tells me so. If you don't know Christ today, my friends, I urge you to get the Lord in your life. And what a wonderful day it would be for you. A resurrection of your life. You have the first day of the newness of your next, the rest of your life. How good God is. He's just so good and awesome. He's mighty and kind. He's faithful and he's long-suffering. Or he's, he's patient with us. Patient with us. How great is God. The angel's word to the first human witnesses of the resurrection of Christ was significant. They were instructed to come and see. And to go and tell. It was to come and see the resurrected Lord of glory afterwards. And go and tell the good news that Jesus is alive. He's alive. Jesus is alive. Today we who are his disciples, his followers, must obey the same message. Not to go into into our Galilee or our San Antonio or New Braunfels or wherever we live, but to go and tell the world that our Savior is alive from the dead and to invite others to come and see that they may go and tell of his resurrection, go and tell of his love for everyone, go and tell of his grace and his mercy, go and tell of his forgiveness of our sin, Go and tell of his compassion for all of us. Go and tell of his amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved the wretch like you and me. We were once lost, but now we are found. Was blind, but now we see. We need to go and tell of the good news. Doesn't matter where we are, where we're shopping at H-E-B or at Dillard's. Go and tell the good news that Jesus is alive. He's not in the grave. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. We need to tell somebody that. If anyone here in the sanctuary or online with us who are unsaved this morning, Jesus Christ, the only begotten of the Father, is alive and he invites you to come and see for yourself that he's able to deliver you from your sin. And after you have tasted that the Lord surely is good, then go and tell all that Jesus Christ is alive. Why not give your life to him this morning, this Easter morning, this resurrection morning, and say thank you and give him some praise. So if you don't know him, my friends, why don't you come? Thank you so much for your attendance and your support of the podcast. We do hope to see you again or hear you again or even talk to me again. And we love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you.